Hi everyone, welcome to the AI of Mankind show, where I share anything interesting about mankind. I'm your host for this season. My name is Andrew Liu. I've worked across four continents and 12 international cities. Also, I've worked in tech startups across a range of roles from selling products, making customer happy, figuring out fundraising, making finance tick, building teams, and developing sticky products. Apart from building startups, I've also worked in Fortune 500 companies as a chief data scientist or technologist or people leader. You can call me jack of all trades or master of learning. I hope to make this podcast show a great learning experience for us. In each season, there is a series of interesting things where I invite guests to share their views about their life and interests. Now let the show begin. In part one of our captivating podcast episode with Magda Anya, we delve into the world of digital transformation in HR and gain valuable insights into creating an innovative mindset within organizations. Magda's expertise and experiences left us inspired and eager to learn more. Now, as we transition into part two of our enlightening conversation with Magda, get ready for an eye-opening discussion on digital transformation and resilience in the workplace. We'll explore the challenges and successes of implementing digital initiatives and the importance of systematic planning, long-term vision, and skilled teams to sustain transformation efforts. Throughout this episode, Magda will share her insights on navigating crisis management and supporting employee well-being during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll also delve into the concept of flexibility in the workplace and the balance between remote work and on-site presence. So, don't miss out on part 2 of this thought-provoking podcast episode featuring Magda Anya. Prepare to gain valuable knowledge on driving successful digital transformations and fostering resilience in the ever-changing business landscape. Get ready for another empowering conversation that will equip you with the tools and insights to thrive in the digital era. I have seen some cases where there are some management guys, I think when they do digital transformation, their attitude needs, do I look good in front of the boss? Is this a shiny bling bling thing for my KPI or my balance scorecard? And with regards to those two, I always concern because sometimes some of these transformation, it looks very shiny, but it doesn't. What's your view? It is very true. As I said, you need to have somebody to the right, right skill set in, in, in your employees who will maintain it, oversee it and make sure that it works. So for me, yeah. No, it is not like one short kind of solution. It has to be worked on over a period of time. There will be iterations. There will be some improvements. It is, you have to be patient and you have to persevere. It is hard work. I can tell you that. And this is what we felt during our digital transformation journey for human resources. You have to be systematic about it. It is not an ad hoc thing. You have to be systematic. It is pre-digital transformation, what you need to do. And post, how to maintain it, you need to be very particular about it. Like how can HR leaders or HR managers cultivate that sort of optimistic resilience as they hunker down on digital transformation? Optimistic resilience, you know, it depends on personalities of people as some people are more optimistic than others. I would say, I don't want to use this term cautious optimism because it has been used to death. (laughs) But I would say that you need somebody who the HR leader has to be 
patient. They have to have a long-term vision. They have to really connect the dots that if something we are doing right now, how is it going to impact the bottom line of the organization in the long run? We might have some teething troubles. How do we overcome that? If it doesn't work, okay, so do we have a plan B or a plan C? Because I think it's, it's important as a leader, we need to have that kind of scenario planning. And it can happen in digital transformation also because sometimes they work, sometimes they do not work. Then do you have a fallback option? Are you reducing or eliminating the operational risk which comes with digitalizing everything and not having a backup? So again, I think it is a, the whole ecosystem has to be thought of from my HR leader's point of view, when we are doing digital transformation. It is not a one-off thing. It is not in isolation. You have to really see what is the impact it will have on the other processes that we have in the long run. It is a long-term, it's a long-term strategy. It is not a short-term strategy. And it's not isolated strategy, according to me. Yeah. Uh, definitely, it's not an isolated strategy. Having said that, one of the interesting things that I wanted to ask you is because everything from the last three years, there was pre-COVID, and there was COVID, and then now we are moving into a pandemic situation where it's post-COVID. Can you share with us, the audience, like your thoughts on how has HR or HR team or your HR life changed through this pre-fit? You about so during COVID time, and which is still continuing in some parts, as you can imagine. I think the role of HR became pretty center of everything because it's all involving employees, people. I think the workload of HR became much more because it's not only the normal BAU, but it's also crisis management. It's also the emotional well-being of employees, which really came to the fore during these times. And so HR uh, professionals were not only managing these things, but also the emotional burden of their own, but also of the employees which are there. So for me, I thought that it was really quite tough on human resource professionals. Uh, the burnout level was higher. The emotional condition was, I think, a little bit more fragile during this time. But what COVID also did was, as it forced us to all work from home, the reliance on infrastructure, remote working, it became much more common. I did feel that in certain areas, like, for example, in learning and development, since we were doing everything virtually, the acceleration became much faster. So we were already, we were always looking at how can we use digital learning quite a lot and the take-up rate was much lower. But during this time, people, there was no choice, so they had to use it. We even launched new programs during this, this time. We're starting from the design thinking to the actual implementation all happened virtually. And we all also discovered new ways of doing things, finding new technologies, collaborative spaces like Muron or Klaxon and some of the other things. And we realized that this can also be very effective because the programs were pretty effective. So I think the acceleration of adoption of digital learning technologies became really fast, which I think was good. We had to think creatively about how do we communicate with employees? How do we reach out to them? And everything was virtual with 12 markets in APAC for Sokjan. It worked. We realized that there were many things which earlier we said cannot happen, but because of this situation, it forced us to think differently. So for me, the acceleration of digital transformation was high, very high during this period. And 
I can say that there are many positive outcomes uh, out of this. The flexibility in working, working from home and other things, which earlier there was some skepticism and cynicism. Now it has become, and employees are feeling also, some of them, of course, are feeling more productive because of the flexibility, because we even keep it now after, after people have gone back to offices. And, and for some people, I think it was a bit difficult because they were not able to manage the time between the personal and professional. So again, a lot of things came into the fore, which was very different from pre-COVID days. So for me, we have matured as a human resource professional, really putting people at the center of everything that we do. All the organizations have been doing it. We have been thinking of creative ways of how to help employees, support employees during tough times. There were no precedents. I think it has been very interesting times and I think a very positive times for human resources in terms of the development of the way we think about things. It has been trying and tiring and challenging. Really, I think human resource professionals, as human resource professionals, I feel I've grown quite a lot and I'm sure others have also. Wow, that's an amazing story that you just mentioned. As you mentioned, I think human resource professionals, it's almost like the like thing in World War II, except now we are fighting uh, a, a war against, let's say, this COVID-19 and we have to do our day-to-day uh, operations and we have to be much stronger and more resilient and more creative. And so we have that salute to all the human resource uh, professionals just like you. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting question when you talk about uh, people working from home and adjusting. So now on the internet, there is this two schools of thought buzzing one is the Brian Chesky, the founder of Airbnb. He believed that uh, the future of work is work anywhere, anytime, anyhow, as long as you get the job done. So advocate, you have the choice to work you know, in Airbnb, you can work anywhere, anyhow. The other extreme is Elon Musk, right? And say that if you want to work from home, go and go somewhere else to work. Don't work at uh, past life. What's your view on these two extreme schools of thought? I personally, I feel that if a person is able to deliver, then it should not matter where they are working from. Of course, I work in a in banking industry, which is regulated, and there are some roles where you do need to have stability of, for example, connections and all so that there is there are no operational risk. And also we do have some of those functions which have to be working from office and you can't work from anywhere. I would like to be a little bit more balanced and say that flexibility is important. We give employees flexibility in terms of work from home two days a week or staggered hours or if if core hours, for example. And frankly, I do feel flexibility is very important for productivity because everybody is different. We all have our different biological clocks. And if people are delivering, it should be okay. So I'm leaning more towards the side of Airbnb model compared to Elon Musk model, flexibility is key. Employees appreciate it, but it also helps them to organize their life much better. Frankly, they are much more productive. Last year was fully in COVID everywhere else in the world. And we had one of the best years in Societe General in terms of productivity and wow. revenues. So you can imagine that we were all working from home or maybe once or twice in office. So it was it can work, huh? Flexibility can work. Yeah, like you said, in the bank where some of the jobs 
has to be on-site for security and regulatory reasons. Other than mm-hmm. that, most of the other jobs can work from home and therefore flexibility enabled that. Whereas for Elon Musk, I think 80% of his people are engineers where they have the manufacturing or rocket ship. And I think he's trying to say that if their presence on site actually counts. Okay. So now when you think about flexibility, this is a very interesting question you think about it. So in the good old days before COVID-19 forced people to actually work from home or enabling the possibility of work from home, people has always been working on site and managers has been able to call people within close proximity to have a meeting. they like, hey, this desk guy, come on over here. This guy, come over here. Let's have a chat. See why we can solve this problem. But ever since this uh, work from home, uh, ever since this proximity advantage is gone. Um, so how do managers manage spontaneities, manage situation as this proximity advantage disappear? For me, I feel that if the intention is there, then you can connect with people. And we are lucky during this time, we have so many different uh, technological devices where you can connect with people. You have in offices, we have Messenger, we have video conferencing, we have Skype, we have Teams, you have WhatsApp, you have phones. I mean, for me, really, it's a question of whether you want to connect with people or not. So as a manager, when I took over my role, it was right in the middle of COVID. It was September 2020. I moved to Hong Kong from Singapore. My teams are spread in different locations, eight different locations in APAC. I have not visited all of them. I only saw physically people in Hong Kong, but I'm connected to them. I have met virtually all my team across the region. And it is still, I feel as if I know them because... I'm connecting with them over our Skype or our Teams. I WhatsApp with people. It is possible. Of course, it's always best when you are face-to-face, but doesn't mean that you don't have any other means. If you do not have the opportunity to travel because of all the closures that we have, you have other ways. If there is a will, there is a way. And for, yeah. We've reached the end of part two of our enlightening podcast episode with Mark Anyat, where we explored the profound impact of digital transformation and resilience in the workplace, the discussions on navigating crisis management, supporting employee well-being, and fostering flexibility left us equipped with valuable insights to try it in the ever-changing business landscape. But our journey doesn't stop here. As we transition into part three of our conversation with Mark Dutt, get ready to uncover the secrets to boosting productivity and making data-driven decisions. Andrew Liu and Mark Anya will delve into the world of employee engagement, the power of clean and integrated data, and the transformative projects at Society Generate. In this episode, we'll explore the future of work, envisioning fully integrated system, flexible career path, and the seamless integration of AI, VR, and our technologies. Bakta will share actionable strategies and provide a glimpse into the exciting possibilities that lie ahead in the world of HR. So stay tuned as we continue our journey with Magda Anyat, unlocking the keys to a productive and data-driven future. Part 3 promises to be an episode filled with valuable insights and actionable strategies to elevate your organization and drive meaningful change. Hi guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. If this is the first time you are tuning in, remember to subscribe to this show. If you have subscribed to this show and love this episode, please share it with your friends, family and acquaintances. 
See you later and see you soon.